Welcome to The Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Welcome to this episode of The Determined Mom Show. Today, we are talking with Wendy Taylor about how to eat without stress this holiday season. So welcome, Wendy. Tell us a little bit about you and what you do and how you got started. Hey, Amanda, thank you so much for having me. Okay, how did I get started? Let's see, my journey as a dietitian and my philosophy has changed so much since I first became a dietitian back in 2004. I now practice using a weight neutral or health at any size approach. So what that means is I don't practice using restriction or using weight as a goal for health. One thing that I learned through my journey is I read this book called Intuitive Eating. I first heard the term back in 2004, 2005, and it was from another dietitian. What I have come to realize is that intuitive eating is the polar opposite of dieting. When I first heard this, it made so much sense to me because I can relate to it from my own personal story. I'm happy to say that now I've been practicing four years diet-free and Prior to this, as a dietitian, I just feel like we're just, especially dietitians, we're so steeped in diet culture that we don't even realize it, I guess. So I think if you would have asked me even five years ago what I would, what I would have been doing as a dietitian, I can look back and I was creating detoxes, cleanses about how to help women get flat bellies, to lose weight and all of that stuff. But now this approach is something that I use personally as well as professionally. And and that's really healed. It's really changed my relationship with food. And it's taken me to a better place, not only in my health physically, but mentally. So I guess to expand on it, I had this come to Jesus moment when I knew that weight loss wasn't the answer. And if it was, let's be real. I think there's all this information that we can Google at our fingertips. And, and if it was, I don't think that we still have the challenges that we do today. So it's literally the opposite of what I learned in school. And I realize now looking back, and I hope it changes, dietitians were actually trained to give people disordered eating and thinking. So I had to do a lot of digging and a lot of searching to come to this point. And, and I had to do a lot of work. Because, you know, they teach us in school about biochemistry and and it's wonderful. It's wonderful training to know this stuff. And and I do recommend finding a dietitian that, as dietitians, I guess I should say, there's a difference between a dietitian and a nutritionist. And dietitians have to have a degree and and it's back in science. So we have a four-year degree and then we have an internship that's 10 months long and then we have to complete an exam and keep continuing education credit every five years. So our background is a lot of biochemistry, macronutrients. We learn how they're broken down, metabolized, absorbed in the body. Just wasn't taught until years later, until I read this book really, and I began to work with clients um, in my own private practice that there was something different. And that was this intuitive eating health at every size approach. And Honestly, I remember thinking like I had no idea what any of this meant. Another dietitian told me about it and I was like, what is she talking about? You know, you can't just eat everything because I was so entrenched in doing these detoxes, these cleanses and all that stuff. Yeah. I can imagine that 
I mean, for me, listening to what we talked about on our pre-call and, and, you know, all of those things and all of the ideas around it. And the fact that you focus on more of like the mental aspects of the food, I can imagine that being a dietitian and being like clinically trained and then coming across intuitive eating, like I can imagine that was like a huge, like almost like a culture shock, right? It was a total, total culture shock. And I can remember riding the fence and thinking, I even had this conversation with the dietitian that, that initially brought it to my attention and saying, sure, I want to listen to my body intuitively. And I thought you could still focus on weight loss with people, but you really can't. You have to separate weight from health to understand this and, and, and talk about the mental relief once you do that. So, I mean, let me, I, I love everything. I love everything about the work that I do with clients today and I love healing their relationship with food, but it really took me a long time to get here to, to this place that I'm at today. I mean, I, I was a dietitian, became a dietitian 20 years ago. And so now I think a lot more dietitians are coming out and they're open to this, but I look back and I was raised, my mom was heavy into Weight Watchers. I mean, diet culture really ramped up in the 1960s when women started working and they were looking for quick fixes and, and the way that we ate typically during the day changed because they were busier and, and the convenient foods came in. And my mom was a chronic dieter and I look back and can remember so many things about like how that affected my story and my views of food and my body. And I think there's a new generation of women. And, and that's, I guess that's what I want to be a part of is we don't have to live our lives being obsessed with food in the scale. And the earlier we can figure that out, the more life we have to live. And, and then certainly like, we don't want our daughters to grow up yeah. with, with that mindset. Yeah, that is so true. So, so true. And you mentioned something that I want to go back to, and that is you mentioned having to separate weight loss and that relationship with food kind of, or no, is that what you said? Yes. Yeah. It, it is confusing when people hear that because we think like weight equals health. And so that's where health at every size comes in, but weight doesn't equal health. And it certainly doesn't equal worth. There are people living in larger bodies that are healthier than people in thinner, smaller bodies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can get on a scale and it can tell you one thing, but it doesn't tell you what your blood pressure is. It does not tell you your mood and like your mental health, your stress level. It doesn't tell you so many things, but it's really diet culture that leads us to believe that we have to be in a certain body size to be successful, to be loved. And it's, it's less about your body and it's more about your health, which is emotional, physical, and spiritual. So there's all these aspects to health that we forget about when we focus on weight. Yeah. If, if anyone's out there and they can think about when they get on the scale in the morning, naked, after you pee, what's, what happens when it's not the number you want it to be? It ruins your day. And it, it's the decisions that you make. And so if we can just focus separate the weight from health and focus on spiraling up and out and not, not in getting that downward spiral that happens when we step on a scale. Wow. That's awesome. 
That's kind of uh, life-changing in a way. I know that I am from the same generation where my, my mom, my sister, all of the people, you know, had that diet culture. And I don't know if you remember Joni Greggins, like the workout lady, like she was, she's just entrenched. Her and Richard Simmons are like entrenched in my childhood. Richard, Denise Austin. She was a big one too when I was growing up. Yes, yes, yes. I love, (laughs) I love those. (laughs) Just laughing about them anyway. But yeah, like those are the things that our parents taught us. And even now my mom is like, she gives me like a detail of what she eats every day. She's like, Oh, well, I had like five pieces of chocolate. But then I also had, you know, and like, she's still doing it. And she's in her 70s. Like, it's crazy. When you experience this, and I, I almost call it freedom. I mean, that's, and I do, I feel it's like a freedom, freedom from the scale, freedom from the obsession in your head. And my program is called Finding the Food Freedom. Uh, I have a program, a shorter program called Finding Body Freedom, because I realize there's a lot of mental blocks around this idea of intuitive eating. Um, and people, Usually the biggest block is the scale. And they think that if they allow themselves, because with intuitive eating, it's all this great thing on Instagram. It was just, it was a great picture. And it was the diner versus the intuitive eater. And so, you know, it had breakfast. It had, the intuitive eater had eggs and some fruit. And the dieter had spinach and egg white omelet. And then the intuitive eater for lunch had a salad with chicken, you know, and dressing. And the dieter had a salad with grilled chicken and dressing on the side. You know, it was like, and then the intuitive eater had two cookies after lunch and the dieter didn't have anything. And then for dinner, it was like, you know, pizza, you know, it was like pizza bread and some vegetables and some protein, the intuitive eater. And then the non-dieter was like all veggies and fish and no, you know, that was it. Yeah. Intuitive eater had a scoop of ice cream that night. Isn't that what it really is? We, we diet, 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 restrict, restrict, restrict ourselves from things. And then in all afternoon, I bet the dieter was like obsessing over the two cookies that they didn't have. Yes. Yes. And then what happened? And then I guess the biggest, biggest piece of the cycle that keeps us stuck is the shame and the guilt that you feel when and then beating yourself up when you're doing it like why can't I why can't I stay on a strict diet because diets weren't meant to they weren't meant to be sustainable and I guess that's the biggest thing is I realize like we we can be free from the cycle we we truly can we just have to make peace with food we have to make peace with the cookies and let it into our lives in a normal balanced way i call it living in the gray because diets are so black and white and it's really hard to live in the gray especially when you're a chronic dieter so having a professional help you through this piece of especially this piece i call it the permission phase yeah it is a process and you have to get through a point where you're not you're not afraid to let certain foods into your life and have a place they all have their place and there's no there's no should no should not no good no bads through this process like you learn to incorporate gentle nutrition but if you've been punishing yourself and part of it is like if you've been punishing yourself for decades 
trying to eat vegetables in a way that it's like a lot of people, chronic dieters will get to this phase and they will maybe eat more of the things they've been depriving themselves of. And with each exposure, it gets a little less scary, but that's why working with a professional really helps to get through this process because you can swing into this, like this, that you can swing back into the bend and want to run back to another diet, right? But it's it's a process. And once you get through it, what I find is there's this piece called gentle nutrition. And it's where you realize that all foods can have a place in your life. And you kind of do start to crave vegetables in a way that maybe you never had them before. So maybe like choking down a nasty kale smoothie every day or having a dry salad reminds you of dieting, you can have vegetables and you can put, you can have a salad be a meal and have it be really, really yummy. And you can start to create. So we look, we start to add like more variety. Because if you think about diets and diet foods, it's it's not, it's not a huge variety of foods. And it's definitely not, it doesn't, how do I say this? It, it doesn't allow for different cultures at all either when you think diet foods. So what our goal is through intuitive eating is to have better health and how you have better health, a wider variety of foods so you can get more nutrients into your body. So it's not restrictive and there's this freedom. There's this freedom that you get. So I just I keep coming back to the word freedom. Um, so, so I've got a program that's finding food freedom and finding body freedom. And then we have a retreat twice a year that's called the gift of freedom. It's a virtual retreat. So the freedom is just kind of with this. I, I can't think of a better word. Well, I think it's a great word. And just as a stress eater and as an emotional eater and as someone who is always trying to lose weight, and has accomplished it multiple times before and then gone back after I have children. This is like right up my alley. I guess my question is, because here we are, like right before Thanksgiving is when this episode is airing. What can people do? I really want to talk about this because what can people do to eat without stress this holiday season? Do you have like some tips to give us on this? I do. So holidays are such a stressful time of the year for a lot of people and and especially when it comes to eating because you've got think about it you've got all the parties you've got family meals people are bringing you treats bringing in treats to the office and it, it it can get really overwhelming I know so it's also I think a time of the year that's filled with a lot of love and a lot of celebration and and spending time with people so for anyone out there that's struggling with their relationship with food or their body, they've been on that diet roller coaster, talking about for years, maybe decades. Maybe, maybe some people out there are just extremely intentional about clean eating. It can leave us freaking out, you know. So I have people ask me all the time, should I bring my own food to parties or should I should I cancel my plans and not go? That's something I see a lot. Or, yeah, that's a good question. I've seen that in like diet books. And it'll tell you to do that, right? It's like, or exercise, like this earn to burn thing. Like I've, I've eaten, you know, I've eaten all this stuff. Now I've got to get out and burn it off. I don't know how many times I see that. And it, it just, it can leave people so stressed about food. The holiday season is the one opportunity 
sometimes also for people that have dieted all year to just throw all caution to the wind and go, go eat all the things too, because it's the perfect, it's that black and white thinking that sends you from one end of the spectrum to the other. So, you know, it's that time of year to say like, let's just, let's just eat all the things, you know, and we'll just, we'll just start over again in January because that's the pattern. Um, I don't know if there, 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 this is might be relating to a lot of people listening out there, but if you're, if you find yourself, you know, feeling like you want to stuff down all the chocolate chip cookies that you, <laughs> your kids left out for Santa, um, or, you know, you're binging on all the things, I, I just want to say, first of all, I totally get it because I've been in that place and I used to do the exact same thing. So I used to do two, I used to do two things in the holidays. I used to either like not eat a single bite of the foods that were in front of me that like were off limits or whatever when I would go out with friends or family. And the whole time, just like you said, man, I'd be dreaming about the things we're obsessing about. Yes. Is that I wasn't letting myself have or black and white, the whole other side of the spectrum, I would eat everything inside. Um, and I would, would just get overly stuffed until I was uncomfortable. And then I couldn't, I couldn't enjoy the time that I was spending with my friends and my family. So either way, I think I was miserable. You know, it's, it goes back to how do we get through the gray and stop counting calories and points and feeling so guilty. And Yes. I have oh. questions about this. I live in central Pennsylvania. And if you know anything about central Pennsylvania, every single activity that we do revolves around food. Like there's not like anything that doesn't revolve around food (laughs) that you do with other people at Thanksgiving. So I am an accomplished intuitive eater. Let's say I'm Wendy, right? Mm -hmm. I accomplished intuitive eater. I've been doing this for years. I am going up to get my food at the little buffet that my family has at Thanksgiving. What am I thinking? Okay, so you're going up, you're me now, intuitive eater. We go to the buffet and think, what sounds good to me? And I would also be thinking like, okay, let's say there's three desserts that sound good to you. Intuitive eating Wendy would probably pick a protein and pick some of the veggies or pick some of the apps that look good. And she would put the three desserts on her plate, but she wouldn't eat them all. So the difference between the intuitive eater and the dieter is if you've restricted the desserts, you want all three desserts. You either don't eat any and then you obsess about it or you eat all three and you feel completely uncomfortable. So I would select a portion of whatever it is that sounded good to me. And I would simply sit and eat and enjoy it. And I think that part of the mindful eating part, so many women are confused about their preferences. So we've gotten so far away from in our relationship with food. Like if you look at a child when they eat, it's just a joy to watch children eating now because they know what they like and they, they eat and then they stop when they're full and they don't think about it anymore. Yeah. Along the way we have gotten so obsessed when our relationship with food is so off that like we can't enjoy the taste of food. We don't know when we're hungry anymore and we don't know when we're full. Part of that is diets that we've been on because diets tell us the what, the when, the how. They tell us what we what we want to eat, when we have to eat it, how we want to eat it. 
So there's a time frame in which we can eat it. There's all these rules that teach us to ignore our body signals. Yeah, definitely. I can see how that happens very easily with just every single thing that we absorb in one day. And then, you know, all of those messages happening over and over and over. So Mm -hmm. one other question that I have for you is how do you block those things out? How do we block the thoughts out? No, like all of the messages. Like if I pick up my phone right now, two minutes, I'm going to see some kind of diety marketing, no matter where it is, whether it's I'm playing a game on my phone or whatever, because they've been listening to me. They like all of those things. They're like serving it to me. How do you overcome and kind of block out all of those things? Okay. So that's a good question. Because because it's really, really hard during the holidays, the chatter. There's all this internal chatter, first of all, that we've kind of already talked about in your head. That's your inner voice, like telling you what you should and shouldn't do and making you feel a certain way. And then on top of that, you've got your friends and your family when you go to these parties talking constantly about something, saying the things like, well, I'm going to burn this off tomorrow or, you know, saying all the diety stuff, talking about diet, they've got to start. Then you've got social media, TV, Google. I mean, it's it, Facebook ads, they're coming up really hard. So I think, first of all, friends and family, mean friends and family, when they make comments, it's well-meaning. I don't think that they're like, they don't understand. They don't understand just like probably maybe people that are listening now didn't understand what intuitive eating is. Like I didn't understand what it was the first time I heard it. So they might be sitting there talking about their cheat meals or talking about how they feel guilty for something that wasn't on their diet plan. You know, all the things I need to burn this off. But one thing I tell my clients when they come to me and say like, what should I do when I go home? I know I'm going to hear these things. I say, look, you know, this is going to happen. So you have to kind of mentally prepare because this happens every year. So part of it is mentally preparing that it's going to happen when you go home and you get around family and knowing that it's not going to be different with social media. I recommend muting a lot of things, blocking, you know, ads, things that are coming up that you're looking at that could be really triggering for you during this time, get it, get it off your feet and start following as many positive things as you can. And, um, If you have somebody say something at the table, I recommend just excusing yourself from the table to take a couple minutes to just check in with yourself away from all the chatter. So so taking a few deep breaths, maybe asking yourself a couple of questions like you're there to eat. And so ask yourself, you know, what's your hunger level and what do you truly want to eat? And make food choices based off of your desires and your body needs and not what all the noise at the table is saying. Yeah, that's a big one. Cause I know my family is like, oh, well, why aren't you eating this? Or why aren't you eating that? Or, you know, like, it's just it's <laughs> hard. So, you know, if your family and your friends are engaging in diet talk, I think trying to change the conversation or just don't engage with it at all. I know my mom, like you said, she's going to be 70 next year. She's been a dieter her whole life. And there's some things that even I realized as an intuitive eater, it's, it's best for me not to engage at all. So, you know, like with social media, turning off TV shows if they trigger you, advertisements, like don't look at them if they're triggering. Because I want to say that 
you're the expert of your body. And that's, that's part of what I teach in this program with my clients. You are the expert of your body and you know what it needs more than anyone. I mean, we might've gotten so far from that, but we want to get back to that. Like you're in control. Who doesn't have to be in control of your life? So I also think it's important to mention that it's also common to experience some old emotions, I think, when you go home and you're around people from your past. So if you're like, if you don't live around your family during the holidays and you go back, a lot of people will experience challenges. And so I you know, try to work with them through that time because many clients I work with say they, they felt good where they're at in their intuitive eating journey yeah. and go home for the holidays. And then when they get home, it brings up a lot of that past because it was we, when we work together, we go into your history and your past and your story and what brought you here to where you're at today. So we, we work through a lot of old dieting thoughts and patterns and behaviors. And when you go home, where a lot of those from your, those patterns and thoughts and behaviors like came, came up in your childhood, they can come rushing back to you. Yeah, definitely. 100%. And the- I am an empath. So I kind of like take in all that energy. So I actually try to avoid my family gatherings as much as possible. And just, we lived away from here for six years and I completely enjoyed every single holiday because I made it exactly what we wanted. In the exact same way. I never thought, I know I'm an empath, but I never realized why I would would avoid certain situations with my family. And that's exactly what I was doing to try to just protect myself from you know from things that would trigger me exactly so Mm. let's talk about how people can work with you get in touch with you all of the things especially about your new program that's coming up the finding food freedom program yes okay so finding food freedom will be opening up again december 6th what how you can get in touch with me and learn more about the program. Um, I have a Facebook group, Ditching Diets Together, and I'm Ditching Diets Together on Instagram too. So you can come find me there. And I've created a download for your listeners. If they want to, just a free download, it's the Holiday Stress Toolkit, I call it. So it's uh, if they go to wendytaylor.com backslash stress, they can get that. And really, I'm really active in the Facebook group and over on Instagram. Um, so if they come find me at Ditching Diets Together at either place, they'll have so much more information. I do Facebook Lives once a week and live stream to YouTube as well. Okay, that's awesome. And so Instagram is your social media platform of choice. Mm-hmm. Ditching Diets Together. And I'm Ditching Diets Together in a private Facebook group too. They can find me over there. Awesome. I love that name. And we also have on November 19th at one o'clock Eastern, we have a clubhouse Q and a scheduled. So if you are listening to this, when we air or a couple days after you're going to be able to catch that. So that is going to be in the determined mom show club on clubhouse. Yeah. So thank you so much, Wendy, for joining us and definitely looking forward to seeing your program and possibly even participating myself. So thank you, Amanda. It was so good to chat with you today. Thanks for having me on. Definitely. This episode of the determined mom show is brought to you by Google growth generator, 
This 21-day email course will help you learn to optimize your Google My Business listing in the same way that we do for our clients here at TDM Marketing. Our client, a baby sleep specialist, got 126.32% more website visits in the first month after her optimization was completed. Another client, a chiropractic practice, got 26.67% more phone calls in the first month after optimization was completed. And finally, our client, who is a residential cleaning service, got 61.11% more website visits in the first month after optimization. If you're not sure if Google My Business optimization is for you, listen to what Kristen Ratten from Kristen Ratten Content Services had to say about her optimization. I hired Amanda to optimize my Google My Business listing and within 10 days, my views were up 150%. This may be one of the most valuable things I've ever done for my business. And Amanda made it quick, easy, and painless. If you are ready to get started with your Google My Business optimization, go over to gomybusiness.com. That's G-O, mybusiness.com forward slash growth.